Und hier, Lord Jesus, that we can just be together tonight in the rain, in the thunder, singing joyful songs of the beauty of Christmas, celebrating love, peace, joy in a world that needs it more than ever. I pray, Lord, as we are here together tonight, that you will work in our hearts and bring the change that is necessary for us to be the change. Maybe in this time, in this season of Advent, once again come to a place of rest, peace and reflection, knowing that you love us even more. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Great guys, welcome to the last third place gathering. Can you hear me over the mic? Not yet. Not yet. It's on it's green, yeah? Uh, it's probably a poll will work on it while I'm talking. This is working. Great. So lucky to have the rain, eh? It's just like just a moment of 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 about a few seconds in the last two weeks to reflect. And um, I once again realized how blessed we are here in Victoria to have the rain, even sometimes when it floods. And we have realized this on, on Tuesday or Wednesday evening, we had this um, gathering of all the makers of Kalmar's Double mic. So, um, we were at this meeting, but we always have when we do a commerce with the lights, and uh, we just came to get all the makers. And then suddenly, you know, it started pouring rain. And it doesn't, it didn't help who was talking in front, who was having a conversation, but there was this moment where everybody did this, and then I realized it's all the Catonians. <laughs> taking, taking videos of rain. It was just crazy. And, and they all sit at home. And it was just, I just realized once again there how blessed we are, where we are with the rain, even though we also have drought, how bad things are going there, and how super focused on saving everything a Catonian is at this moment. So if you go down to Cape Town for a day, good luck. Take your water with. It's just, I think it's just better to do that. Uh, and then great. Yeah, so um, we all, we're in the season called Advent, building up to Christmas Day. And uh, I don't know about you, but there's something more exciting for me about the build-up than the actual day. It's like you, there's this yes feeling, it's almost Christmas, and with that comes a lot of great feelings combined. Holiday, Victoria, it's a little bit more relaxing, everybody is more in chill mode, uh, everything's slowing down, everybody's closing this coming Friday. So it's just like everybody's having the India functions or bride, it's just things are just getting slower and slower and it's like 
a lot of weight starts falling off your shoulders. And, and what's so great about that is, is the same idea when the, the story that we all know and have heard so many times from, from a young age is, is the birth of Jesus. The, the beautiful story of, of a, a little boy born in a stall. How do you say that? In a major, right? Yeah, not a stall. Yeah, that, that, that's like terrible Afrikaans to English conversion. And nobody even found. It's like, because the English people are smart. But about the story about a major, but just for a moment, stop and reflect a little bit about the chaos. So this chaos is fantastic because it's like the month of November. Everybody wakes up and everything needs to be done before the end of November so we can go on holiday, right? <coughs> Getting this message from an angel knowing that Mary is pregnant and Joseph hasn't even touched it. You know, a little bit of a freakish moment like that. That's how it starts and everybody needs to be calmed down. Then, um, the guys around there, like we've all seen, they do what? Let's have a census of how many people there are today. So everybody needs to go away, back to your birth town. So just imagine, so it's of me going back to Bloemfontein just to tell them I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm a lover of a park, Baba. You know, it's nice to meet you. Um, can I go back to Pretoria now? You know, that's the emotion they had. So they all went back to Bethlehem, Joseph and Mary being very pregnant. And they couldn't find a place to stay. Now, it's a romantic story that we all read and remember. And it's beautiful just knowing how God has provided for them. But they end up staying away in a major. And just for a moment, if, it's like giving birth in a car today, most probably, you know, and the guy that's helping you is the, you know, the car guard, <laughs> and uh, it's the takers now, you know, it's a very unpredicted moment in life where you need to make a massive choice and a very uncomfortable situation, and, and um, so the story goes on, we all know Jesus is born, it's a beautiful moment, they skip the great part there for us. Uh, uh, and then comes the, um, the herdsmen, right? Shepherds, yeah. They, and they bring presents. So, um, sometimes I always ask myself, you know, why did they bring the presents? Like, why in... All the people around there, it needed to be them. And if you actually read a bit about Bethlehem and, and uh, the way people were living there, Bethlehem was known for the city of Bray. So this is like a small side. Under, let's say, on the front side of Bethlehem, you had all the wheat and everybody baked the bread. But the great thing about Bethlehem is actually on the back, back side, you had all the shepherds. Because 10 kilometers away, approximately, is Jerusalem. And what is one of the most important things a normal Jew needed to do over Passover? They needed to take a sheep for sacrifice. And you will need sheep as close as possible. So in that time, to walk 10 k's, um, 
was just yet yeah, to walk to Bethlehem and, and go back. So that's actually why there were shepherds that saw the star, heard the angels sing. And, and it just makes a little bit more sense when you saw it reading this or understanding this and knowing how it was easy for them to be present. Now I'm going to pause here for a moment and share a little bit about a, a confusion in my own life that I had with a service provider most of us know. AKA Telcom. Alright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My best friends. And, and the, the, it's the, the, the horrible reality about a company like that is you need them. But you, it's really difficult to work with them. So, to make a long story short, is um, I, I had the privilege of upgrading my phone, uh, where they said it will take seven days, it took three weeks, uh, just for me to find out that the stock they booked out for me wasn't there, and I couldn't find it, so do you want something else? <laughs> so it's a whole process that like ran through, and you can just imagine the confusion of it. And this all happened uh, before we traveled, so we had the privilege of going to Dubai. Uh, I was as a, as a nanny, and my, my wife went to, she took over a, um, a few school girls, to play in the tournament, the sevens rugby tournament. So they had a Naples tournament um, right next to it. So I went as the babysitter. So now I have this confusion of Telcom and you have to relax and you have to get on a plane and you just go on empty handed. And then goes on and uh, then things escalated, which the Dwayne Adele would know about and some people uh, as well. When you, you get a WhatsApp message from your mobile driver, that was in a massive accident with your bucky. And there's nothing you can do about it. And then it escalates when the next morning when you've organized that your milk driver can deliver milk and he just decided to sleep in. And just decided he's not going to work today. And then I'm in Dubai, I can do nothing. I, our flights are being delayed and being delayed and being delayed putting Adele in a more difficult uh, situation to build the stand for makers which needed to be built and she just needed to make it pretty. Continuing on, having another conversation of Adele getting home and then my internet is off for no reason. Now one, one telling you the story is, is it brings up things in life that really wants you to make flops. Uncomfortable situations. Now you have to reflect about that where you've actually experienced this in your own life through this year. Because this is actually the same feelings most probably that went through Joseph and Mary when they needed to find a place to stay. Because they knew that Jesus was around the corner. Now for a moment just imagine yourself in that pain where you need to find a place of rest and hopefully a place where your wife can give birth. Most probably all the doctors were away to their hometowns and there was only shepherds, people working with the grain in the town because they all, wherever they farmed, wherever they had sheep, they had to bring them to Bethlehem to do their census. So, do you get the background of the story? And then, 
we celebrate the beauty of Jesus' birth. Now, I was listening to a podcast in the week um, where they also spoke about similar challenges in life. And then sometimes you have to stop and you have to think, what makes us go forward? What makes us be able to come to a point where we can make a plan to give birth in amazing. What helps us to come to a point where you almost probably so demotivated in life that you can be picked up again? We've all been at those, I'm going to say, time capsules in life where everything just ain't working and even getting worse. And what makes it so frustrating is sometimes you can't do anything to change your circumstances. Now the big question comes back to reality. What helps us get through these situations? And they had this beautiful hashtag that said, Love built this. And I had this moment of peace realizing that that is maybe the reality of it all. Now, just for a moment, we will sometimes say, love, you know, love is painful. Love can sometimes hurt you. Love can sometimes disappoint you. That's really not the truth at all. Another person can hurt you because they are not perfect. Somebody can make you a promise and disappoint you. But it wasn't love. We just simulate the reality that we think it was love. One of the biggest challenges in life when your heart gets broken is not to fix love, but to allow love to fix you. To not to get blind about the beauty of love built this. Now, to make sense of this, I remember this uh, tweet when I was still on Twitter 10 years ago where uh, I think it was Liam Nielsen, he wrote this thing, uh, most probably somebody wrote it and just put his face on it, but saying love is not disappointment, breaking a promise, heartbroken, lies, disgraceful, not at all. Love yields these things. And why I'm saying this is, as I went through this progress, I really flipped, like really bad. I had to confess to my wife, uh, uh, telling her I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm, we, if you go out, the only time when we have signal is when we get back into the hotel, then I have Wi-Fi and I can go on. And I'm getting all these photos of these, this bumped up buggy, which I have protected with my life <laughs> for the last five years 
Um, and somebody else just messed it up completely. And um, she was saying, Nikki, uh, we need to go eat. And I was like, my liver, just give me a moment. And uh, she didn't know at all. I then said, and then she, she like, stopped and said, it's okay. And she also had a, a more bleaker uh, understanding about my bleaking face. And uh, so I flipped. And at that moment, I stopped and I realized that if I want to continue on with a beautiful mindset, I need to start off by saying I'm sorry. And I just went to Jane and I said, I'm sorry. Stopped, boom, parked away. And knowing that our flights was delayed, I could work and process a lot of the feelings that were going through my mind and um, how many times I have committed a lot of sins <laughs> and just counting them down and forgiving them one by one by one. But coming back to the story of Jesus being born in a major is it wasn't a really weird thing in that time for somebody to be married via a virgin. Ah, giving birth. Saying, claiming I'm a virgin, and I'm giving birth. Especially in the Roman slash Greek culture. They believed, and Caesar believed, that he was also born from a virgin. Because he was seen as a god. And that's how gods were born. So, this story, that's why there wasn't a heck lot of people most probably coming to this story and realizing this, but only most probably the most weirdest three gentlemen <laughs> had smelled like sheep. I'm sure a few camels as well. And they're praising God for his beautiful son on this earth. But Fast forwarding to the end, and this is why we actually celebrate and realize that love built this, is if there is one thing Jesus has accomplished, no one else has, is raising up from the dead and being seen, felt, heard. For a moment, just stop there and realize the story of someone being born in a major, rising from the dead, from the grave, saying to us today, when you remember Christmas, remember what I have done for you. What he has done is for me to be able to stand in front of my driver and to forgive him. Having a conversation over the phone for most probably not joking, 17 time with Telcom and being gone, knowing that they won't solve my problems. But at least I'm trying. 
knowing that the rush of November, maybe some of you are still in a little bit of a rush, coming to an end, needs to stop, we need to stop, reflect on what God has done for us this year. Creating a beautiful new story in your belly, <laughs> as Shrek would say. <laughs> and, and creating new things all around us. And sometimes we can get stuck. We could be those people in the town of Bethlehem, not even knowing Jesus is born. And only three shepherds saw this. And this brings us to the end of this year's reality and life. Most probably is asking yourself the question, how would you love to end this year? Being the three shepherds? Or just being there? Our, my, my family, your, which I love dearly, I've learned the hard way you do not give them gifts. It really makes them angry. It's like weird. It's like that's not how we grew up. Uh, but um, uh, uh, because in our family you give gifts, <coughs> but what they pressure, well, what is the most precious reality for them is for in that day is just to be together and realizing we still have one another next to one another. And when you buy a gift, or when you do something beautiful in this new, in this season, have that in mind, knowing that wherever you are, that you will look that person in the eye, please don't say it out loud if they haven't been here tonight, but with the hashtag, <laughs> love built this. Love kept us together. Love taught me to forgive. Love helped me to accept. Love created new beginnings. Helped me to understand that no one on this earth is perfect, including me. But I can forgive. I can accept. And I can hug you knowing that love built this. As you go into these next few weeks, and we only seeing one another again on the 21st of January, may you experience a season of peace, joy, and calmness. And may you grow in loving Jesus and loving other people more and more and more. I'm going to end up with a story that actually broke my heart today. Um, I was speaking to Jeremy, he's one of the guys hosting Kalmash. He talks a lot, loves his wife, and I am sure he doesn't believe in Jesus at all. And he said, I was thinking, so Jeremy, why are you standing here? 
And he tells me, you know what? This bloody place forced us to still keep the church open. So I'm checking all the church people coming out, which we have asked so nicely to please buy a ticket if you want to be part of the maker's market. Don't take a chance and just turn right. Keep left, buy a ticket, come in. And you know what, Nick? Not one of them have a bag or a stamp or anything. And they are enjoying the market. These bloody Christians. And then I realized once again there, I know maybe he is a little bit weird and uh, he needs a chill pull sometimes. But he was not convinced about the love. And sometimes in life, these challenges and opportunities will come under your path. He doesn't know I'm a pastor. I was just saying, you're here too, you're here. Great, And I just had a conversation with one of And I was probably at the end of the day, after a bottle of um, this one guy in the walking dead said, uh, happy juice. <laughs> he, would forg- he is going to forgive them all. And I know this because we had a mess up in the build-up of our stand. And I went to them the night of the meeting and I just said, I am so sorry. And they all looked me in the eye and said, don't worry, it's all good. So many people realize that from you. I'm going to pray for us and then hunt and so it's actually going to end up with a song. And then we're going to have some more coffee. And um, uh, you're not allowed just to leave here, even you, Rob, without hugs. Eh? <laughs> so greet one another and knowing that we will see one another again in the new year and it's not the end of everything. And uh, may everybody be safe and loved one another in a graceful meal or whatsoever. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are part of our imperfect beauty. That's where we lack integrity, grace, acceptance. You help us to create the bridge of love, to accept, to be patient, pray that you will be with us in this festive season, wherever we go or wherever we stay, that you will guide us, protect us, and, and work in our hearts so that we can grow in love towards you and to the words of us. We pray and thank you for everything you have done in third place this year, and we ask that you will continue to help us to love one another.